This is good, running on empty. I don't know how you're feeling today or how you're feeling just generally at the moment, but it's uh, we're, we're speaking into real issues in our lives of things that we face and, and sometimes we're feeling full and you know energetic and ready to run and other times we're feeling like depleted and we need just a filling and something to give us that oomph to keep going, but we're just uh, really hitting it hard. I mean, this is the final uh, services this morning of this series, Running on Empty, and uh, there's been so much that has been spoken, as Josh said, but we can go back and just keep listening to it and just, oh, getting some keys that can really help us when we are feeling not that great. But hey, you can um, high-five your neighbour before you sit down, say it's great to see you in church. Thank you, our worship team. Beautiful. Ah, I would just like to say congratulations, Kathy Clancy for your first Christmas of leading Shine Community Care and uh, just leading our team in those hundreds of people that are coming in and uh, feeling that love. But wow, that's a big... Uh, that's a big deal, catering for a couple of hundred people, including all of these children and a huge Mandy and the team and all of the Shine Community Care. We're just so appreciative of what you do in sharing e- that extension of God's love into our community. And is it this week that you're packing the hampers? So. S- 300 hampers going out into our community and that's from you guys giving so generously so thank you to everybody that has given that we can bless with practical goods with food for Christmas and throughout the month of December so give yourselves a round of applause all of our shine team thank you for putting all those baskets together that's quite a mission to do that so we are really grateful for you Uh, Yeah, John is in New Zealand. You know what? By now, he's finished his second service. He's already preached twice. So we're just like kicking back over here. But uh, Gemma's over there. I saw this morning they went to the buffet breakfast. There was a chocolate fountain at breakfast. Gemma's just like, yes, this is all right. We like to take our kids on a trip throughout the year and on a ministry because we travel a little bit around, uh, but it's her turn. So she gets the chocolate fountain for brekkie. So good for her. I'm just a little bit jealous, but I like being here with you guys as well. Hey, we've talked, um, I think everybody that's talked has got a car story on the Running on Empty um, series, you know, whether it be um, Teresa a couple of weeks ago about her car just breaking down or different ones that have talked about uh, running out of fuel. I've got a car story as well, since we're talking Running on Empty. Mine was when I was a university student and I was 19 years old and I just got my license. I didn't have a car, but my brother had a car and I lived in Toowoomba and I wanted to go on a little road trip with a girlfriend down to Brisbane to go shopping, as you do. This was my first road trip because I just got my uh, peas. And so I begged and begged my brother, could he lend me his really old, um, dilapidated car? But that was okay. I was just, I, you know, made, he, he, let me, he let me take it. So it was like, fuel it, put the water in the radiator, put, make sure the oil was all good. And we were pumped. We were set. So we headed off from Toowoomba, went down the range through that Gatton Bypass. And I'm watching the gauge of the heat thing. And it's just going higher, higher, like to maximum heat. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to pull over. Something is not right here. And so we did. We have no clue what to do. We're a couple of teenage girls. So we get out. Smoke is coming from the um, ignition. Try and open the 
bonnet. We can't even open the bonnet. That's how useful we are. It was so hot. And then flames started coming from the engine. Oh my gosh, we freaked out as, as girls do, ran across the road thinking it's going to explode. The whole car is just going to go up in flames. I mean, the engine is on fire and um, no mobile phones in those days. Okay. It was the early nineties. So we're just like, what do we do? We're stranded out here in the middle of a highway and our car is on fire. And what, ha- and oh, what have we done? Anyway, we eventually got onto the RSCQ and they came, had a look. The fire didn't, you know, accelerate, fortunately. It died off and had a look. The radiator cap hadn't been put back on after the um, water was filled in the radiator. So I don't know if you know anything about cars, but now I know that's not good. And all the water had evaporated out and seized the motor, which meant it was dead and needed to be replaced. So here I am, a university student. I mean, the road trip was long gone, the shopping trip. Lucky I didn't spend the money because now I've got thousands of dollars to replace this uh, engine that was dead. And on a student's wage, that was a lot of babysitting hours, a lot of uh, cleaning hours. Uh, and, uh, and it ended up, you know, affecting my whole year. But that was my car story that ended up being a very costly exercise. We don't want to run on empty. We can't afford to run dry. Sometimes we get depleted really quickly. There's just things that happening that's just make, you know, what? Are you putting something up? Oh, (laughs) a car thing on the, (laughs) needs to be. Okay, just talk amongst yourselves and we won't look around. Someone needs to move their car. That's great. <laughs> oh, the car stories. Maybe we have a little, uh, a slow leak in things. No, it's not Jacob. <laughs> He's just taking photos. <laughs> Maybe we just haven't had a good fill for a while. Hey, I guarantee every person that's sitting here this morning is experiencing some sort of stress. There wouldn't be one person in here that could say there's not one single stressful experience in my life right now. And stress can be good for you. It's motivating. It can keep you going and achieve things that you wouldn't otherwise. But uh, stress drains as well. And I, I, I look at it as in there's circles in our life. We have our personal circles. So we might have stress with ourselves, with our physical body, with our health. We might have it with challenges that we're facing mentally, or maybe in our household. That's another circle. Maybe with our partner, maybe with our children, maybe with our house or lack of house. And then extend it out even more. We've got our neighbours. Maybe we have issues with our neighbours. Maybe with our extended family um, that we have relationship breaks down or just high stress in there. Maybe there's health issues and it goes out wider uh, with other people in our lives, maybe in our work, in our job, in our business. There's just multiple layers that can cause stress in our lives. Seriously, how do we get through every day? How do we stay on top? And we actually want to get ahead. We want to grow. We want to achieve those goals that we set in 2018. Hello. It's like the, the, December this week. Have you looked at those goals that you set at the beginning of the year and gone, oh no, the year's nearly run out. I look back at goals that I've set, just a little side note, I look back at those goals I've set years ago and most of them have come to pass, but not in the year that I've set them. It's like you carry them over, you carry them over and eventually they do come to pass. So it's a good thing and often uh, we get impatient and we want to have it now and make it happen now, but it does eventually come. So don't be discouraged if some of those goals that you set haven't been achieved yet. 
Let me tell you, we need Jesus and we're in the right place today for God to come and to pour into us, to fill our tank of all of those things, all of those stresses, all of those things that drain us and leave us feeling depleted. We're in the right place. Isn't that good news? Good news, because God wants to fill you with the good stuff. Hey, let's look in the Bible and see how do we actually get through each day. Let's, how do we stay on top? Uh, you might know the story of David, King David in the Bible. Before he became king, he was uh, chosen as king, but he wasn't yet appointed as king. And he was living out in the wilderness and he was living with the Philistines and they wanted to go to war. So he wanted to go to war with them. He'd been living with them. He'd actually been called up and one of the commanders had chosen him and his people. So they'd gone into uh, the battlefield with the Philistines. And then the head of the Philistines said, hey, we don't actually want him fighting with us because he'll probably turn against us because we're fighting the Israelites. He is an Israelite. And so he was really discouraged because he's like, I'm ready to go. I'm psyched. I'm ready for battle. I've got all my men and we've gone out there and he had to turn back and come home. As he came home, three-day journey, just feeling a little bit tail between the legs, a little deflated, he gets back to his hometown. It's burned to the ground. Everything is gone, including the wives and children uh, have been abducted. They're not dead, but they've been abducted. And so they were devastated, not in a good place, already discouraged, come back and it's like everything has been taken away. That's a bad day for Saul. That's a bad day for Saul. Uh, in 1 Samuel 30 verse 4, I'll pick it up in verse 4. And it says, and they wept until they could weep no more. That was David and his men, verse 4. They wept until they could weep no more. Have you ever been in that place where you feel like stuff has been stripped away and just another blow, another blow? You feel like, oh, I already had a setback already had some bad news and then something else has happened. It's like everything, all my surrounds, all my uh, support networks, it's all been stripped back and you weep until you can weep no more. That's pretty brutal stuff for him. Verse 6, and David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. So his bad day just got worse because not only did he lose everything, but now all of his men who were on his side wanted to kill him. So that is like from bad to worse. I don't know if you've ever encountered that. You just go, it can't get any worse. And then it's like, oh, wow, actually it can. I shouldn't have said that. All of the people were grieved for they've lost their sons and daughters as well. It goes on to say, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what he did when he was in a low place. He couldn't go any lower. He'd lost everything. He'd lost his home. He'd lost his wives. He, not just one of them, there was more. Uh, he'd lost his children. They've gone. He doesn't know if they're alive or dead. He just knows they're gone. Everything's burnt. His uh, pride has been uh, badly bruised. But he encouraged himself in the Lord. There's a key for us right there. 
You know, we all love encouragement, right? We all love that person that gives us a, you know, an injection of courage that's just like says something amazing about us and we just like feel on top of the world. I was imagining maybe if there could be an encouragement hotline and just, you know, whenever you want, you can just ring up. It's personalized and it's genuine and it just speaks into you and it's just like exactly what you need to hear right then and there. And it says, you have a caring heart, Vicky. You're full of love. You always put other people first. You make beautiful meals and you love on people and you have the gift of encouragement. And that is the encouragement hotline. And Vicky's like, oh, inflated. I, I'm like, feel the courage put into me right then, right? <laughs> oh, that line, it's not available in the natural. Okay. But in the supernatural, it, with God, we can actually access courage that we need anytime, anywhere. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord. So there's two things there that I just want to break down for us this morning. The first is he encouraged himself. You know what that is? That's a bit of self-talk. That's a bit of how awesome am I? Hey, uh, you know, I know I'm just being defeated, but I'm chosen. David, he's like, I've been chosen to be king. He's starting to remember what's been spoken over him. He's starting to hear the voice of the Lord. He's saying, I am awesome. He remembers that God has a plan and a purpose for him. He remembers that he's made in the image of God. He starts talking to himself. God loves me. He wants the best for me. He starts remembering he's not alone. I will never leave you or forsake you. He starts hearing God speaking. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Hey, maybe he didn't have access to the Bible like we have access to now, all those manuscripts from earlier on, but he starts to remember the word of the Lord. For you and I, we can start to remember things that encourage us, that God does love us, that he has chosen us, that we're not alone, that he never leaves us or forsakes us, that he has a plan and a purpose for our life. We're starting to self-talk. We're starting to self-talk. I'm awesome. You're awesome. Hey, turn to the person next to you. Say, I'm awesome. <laughs> Believe it. Come on, speak it out. You are awesome. You have to remind yourself of that sometimes because there's a lot of stuff that goes around in our head and it can be quite negative self-talk and it can bring in those doubts and those fears and that accusations, those criticisms. Where do they come from? They just are there. We have to start self-talk, talk to ourselves, start speaking. No, you're good. You've done some good things. You're a great parent. Hey, come on, look at how you look after those kids all day, every day, all night, every night. You start looking at some of those things. Get perspective on what is really going on in your world. Come on, start talking to yourself. Start talking yourself up. We need to hear that. You are awesome. Say it to yourself. You start speaking the word of God over you. You know the scripture. I mean, it was talked about in Isaiah. Jesus, Jesus said it, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Well, I use that for everything. 
You can use it for everything too. I will allow it. <laughs> hey, these scriptures are for all of us. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because I'm an awesome preacher. Come on. I need to speak that over myself sometimes. <laughs> you guys are nice. Spirit of the Lord is upon me because I'm an awesome parent. I'm an awesome wife. I'm an awesome sister, daughter, whatever it is. I'm an awesome teacher. I'm an awesome uh, worker, employee. I'm an awesome friend. Start speaking that over you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you because he has anointed you for every position that you have, for every uh, position that you fill in your world, what it is that you are in your relationships. He's anointed you for it and you can start speaking that anointing over you. Start believing that you are anointed to do what you're doing right now. And that is self-talk. That's what David's doing when he starts encouraging himself, starts speaking it over yourself. You're counteracting all those thoughts in your head. You can start speaking a soundtrack over your life. You know, you can, we naturally get that little negative soundtrack, but we can actually start speaking a new soundtrack over our life. And we've actually done this. We did it with all of our leaders in recording a soundtrack for ourselves. And it's speaking those things and those scriptures that are personalized. I've got one of my own. I was sharing it with one of uh, my pastors this week. It's like, uh, I am I am anointed, I am appointed, I am called, I am equipped, and I start speaking, I start speaking scriptures like that, and then when I'm feeling the doubt, when I'm feeling under it like I've had a bad day that's just gotten worse, I can listen to that, and it's like straight into my spirit. Ah, oh, the faith is on, that is on me when I speak that out and record it gets on me. When I start listening to it, that's what self-talk is. So that, I believe, is what David was doing when he was encouraging himself. The Lord is with you wherever you go. Take God into every situation and be deliberate in putting courage back into yourself. So number two, he encouraged himself in the Lord. There's no other way that he could do that without prayer. Prayer is how you encourage yourself in the Lord. Going to that place with God is where the strength comes. It was where the courage comes, which is he was so depleted, he had nothing left. He had cried until he could cry no more. That's a low place. That's a depleted place. That's like, oh, God, I've got nothing. But he, he went to God. And in that moment, in that space where the Holy Spirit comes and starts breathing life into you, that's what restores your strength. That is what restores your courage. Psalm 138, verse 3, and this is also David because he wrote the Psalms, says, As soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. Another um, translation says, You gave me courage. We can't underestimate the presence of God. As soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. Sometimes we just have to stop and wait for God to pour it in because we like praying, 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 God, 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 you know, feeling this and feeling that, all the bad pour it out stuff. But then you can do that. That's okay. But then to wait for God to fill you, it's just like an in-pouring. It's coming into that quiet place where it's just you and God or being in worship where you're just breathing it in, that is a sacred place. It's a place of leaning into God. I know of no other way. I call this the divine exchange. 
the divine exchange. And that's the title of my message today, the divine exchange. It's an exchange when you're coming in, feeling bereft and you get poured into. Also in Psalms 55 verse 22, also David says, so here's what I've learned through it all. Leave all your cares and anxieties at the feet of the Lord and measureless grace will strengthen you. Oh, this is speaking to me at the moment. Lately, I just read this scripture over and over and over. Keep it up there for a moment. Here's what I've learned through it all. Leave all your cares and anxieties. We've all got them at the feet of the Lord. Measureless grace, that's that unmerited favor, what we don't deserve. It also means divine assistance will come and will strengthen you. Oh, I love that. It's just such a picture. And uh, I was at the Every Woman Conference in Sydney a couple of weeks ago, and it was um, C3's 20 Years of Every Woman. So Pastor Chris Pringle has been running these Every Woman Conferences that we've taken down a whole stack of people to every year. It's just the women. We get together and uh, just oh, receive awesome downloads from amazing preachers, but just meet with Jesus. And uh, there was a tribute for Pastor Chris at this one a couple of weeks ago, being the 20 years and she was presented with some artwork and it was a a picture of her or a a woman at the feet of the Lord and I'd love to just put that up because I took a photo of it and it just really captured this whole scripture of coming to the feet of the Lord there it is bring all your cares and anxieties to the feet of the Lord in that posture of just surrender, this is what I've seen Pastor Chris do ever since I've known her for 25 years. She has a relationship with Jesus where she can come, where she can bow down, where she can be submitted to him and he just pours into her. It's this beautiful image that captures that very scripture, bringing all your cares and anxieties and that's what it is. And this is what I do every day. Bring all my cares and anxieties and I give them to the Lord at his feet and then step away from them. This is the divine exchange. For your cares and anxieties, you will get grace and strength. That is the divine exchange. For ashes, there'll be beauty for ashes. Beauty for ashes, the Bible talks about. There'll be oil of joy for mourning. That's the divine exchange. There'll be peace for anxiety and stress. There'll be hope where there's hopelessness. There'll be fresh oil on the dry bones. There'll be forgiveness where there's sin and shame. There'll be truth where there's lies. This is the divine exchange that can only happen in the presence of our living God. Because we come and we bring all of that stuff to him, to the foot of the cross, and we can leave it there and get injection of strength, an injection of courage, an injection of peace and joy and hope and love. And that's what we need so that we're not running on empty, so that we're stepping out of that place. We can come out of that place and the circumstances haven't changed, but we feel so different. We feel like, oh, I can do this. I've got God on my side. Nothing is impossible. I can take him into my day. I can take that feeling of peace and strength and joy and whatever it is, the health that comes out of that. That's the supernatural that can only happen in the presence of God. That feeling, that infilling that I talked about earlier, you can't get it anywhere else. 
It can only come from God. You know, it goes on to say, David, in the very next verse, had a plan. He called for the priests in verse 7. He says, shall we pursue them? He set out, he defeated the Amalekites. He came out of that place of strength after he'd encouraged himself in the Lord. He came out of there with a plan. He knew what he was going to do. Went to the priest. He said, is this the right thing? Yes, do it, go. Went, defeated the Amalekites, got all the wives and the kids and everything else back because he had a plan. God actually gave him the answer that he needed. When he was in that bereft place, just like, I've got nothing, he went, encouraged himself in the Lord, and then the answer came out of there. And it actually went on so that it it was a good end of the story in that part of his life. God wants to give some keys to some people this morning of what you're looking for, what you're searching for, an answer that you need. You're just stuck right now. You're just like, I don't even know what to do. God wants to give you a key in that place, in that quiet place. You know, sometimes we need to take the pressure off ourselves because we can have an idealistic view of how life should live out or how our uh, year should pan out, how our kids or our work or whatever. Some of us have a little streak of perfectionism. I don't know. Maybe, maybe streak or 10 for some. I know I did the growth track uh, three last week and did my um, personality and my spiritual gifts. It didn't, you know, one of them is not perfectionism, thank goodness, but it's very insightful, helps you with your personality and your gifts. So maybe I do have a little streak in there, but (laughs) okay, well... Uh, when I was at university, <laughs> when I was at uni and you're in the lecture room and you take notes and then, you know, you go and whatever, do your assignments. So this is what I would do. Take my notes, rewrite them neatly. Like, what the heck? Like, I look back now and just go, why would you do that? Like, what a waste of time. Go and write them all out neatly. I mean, maybe something got into my head from doing that, but it was just like, I wanted all my books all nice and neat. Well, uh, do I have them to this day? No, not at all. Uh, even on my last um, term, I'm like there, you know, writing them out. I'm, I'm, I'm on prac in, um, in a hospital in Brisbane. I'm writing painstaking all my... And I'm just thinking, what are you doing? Sometimes we can do that though. We're just like, we do this. We want to make it right. We want it to be perfect, but we need to take the pressure off ourselves because it's like, is this really going to matter in one year's time or two years or five years time? If it's not going to matter, then maybe just let it go a little and just take the pressure off yourself. Drop some of those super high standards that we have. It's actually putting pressure on ourselves. I've got a little um, list that's coming up to Christmas time and I have not done one iota of um, Christmas shopping, but then I see people that have. But anyway, I saw this um, little list, Christmas to-do list, buy presents, no, be present. Okay, this is just a little uh, 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 change in um, the Christmas to-do list. Wrap gifts, no, wrap someone in a hug. These are the things that really matter. Send gifts, no, send peace. Shop for food, no, donate food. So many of you have already. See the lights, be the light. Oh, that's just a little a little um, twist in our Christmas to-do list that can help us uh, this Christmas time because we can have so many things that we've just got to get done. It's just like, 
just take it back a step, just take it back, take the pressure off yourself, it doesn't have to be a perfect Christmas, it doesn't have to be a, a you know, tick off every goal on the, um, on the 2018 goals list this year, but just taking God into us. And I'd like to invite, invite the worship team up right now because I want us to um, have that divine exchange even right now because I know God wants to pour into you and some people here that you're feeling dry, you're feeling depleted, you're feeling deflated and you need an injection of strength, you need some of that measureless grace. We're just going to wait on God because that is where our strength comes from. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Maybe some of us need to start self-talking a little bit, lifting our self-talk higher into a positive zone, that we're doing all right, that we've got this, that it's going to be okay. And, and, and maybe we just need to come into that place with Jesus just a little deeper, just a little longer, just waiting a little bit. So, and we close our eyes. God is here. God is here. There's an exchange that happens when we come into the presence of God. That scripture that said, cast all your cares and anxieties on him at his feet. Just even right now. Maybe do that. Let a few things go. Just some of the discouragement, some of the disappointment. If you're holding your hands, clenching your hands tightly, just let them go. It's just like letting go in his presence, at his feet. He cares for you so much. He wants to pour into your life. He wants to breathe on you. So as you let all of that go, just breathe in his spirit. Measureless grace strengthens you. He's here to pour out into your spirit. He's here to bring life. He's here to bring joy. He's here to tell you how much he loves you. Receive it this morning. Can we stand to our feet as we just take this moment of position ourselves? Close your eyes, maybe put your hands out. Just that letting go. Just breathing in his life. This is the divine exchange. It can only happen in the presence of God. As we come into this place, you don't have to overthink it. It's just a letting go. It's just stopping, being still, waiting on him. He breathes. His Holy Spirit into you. Thank you, Jesus. Pour it out upon us. Here this morning, we receive from you. We receive your life. We receive hope. We receive courage. Strengthen us, Lord, in this moment for all that you have us do. Come with your strength and your courage and your power, your presence and your peace. Thank you, Jesus. Pour it out. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. We love...
for you to push into God, encourage yourself. Hey, where there's discouragement happening in your life, remember those words. David encouraged himself in the law. That's something that you and I can do every day when we feel the need for it, when we don't feel the need for it. We all want more of that courage, that strength, that love of the heavenly Father. So take God into your day. Take God into your life. We don't want to be running on empty. Bless you, church. Awesome.